Hello again, everybody. It's Heath Hambrick here with Justin Thrasher. Week three of the Game Week podcast, post-Thanksgiving edition. Justin, did you eat a lot of Thanksgiving dinner yesterday? Had a lot of dressing, a little bit of ham, and a little bit of cranberry sauce, and and I'm good. Right I had there. all the trimmings. Way too much food. <laughs> I probably gained 20 pounds yesterday. But anyway, last week... Our picks, you went seven and four, and I went a measly three and eight. What was that? Three and eight? <laughs> three, and eight. three and eight. Three and eight. I got every high school game wrong, just about. Um, I think the only one I got right was Phoenix City over Auburn. But this week's a different week. We're going to get ready. We're going to pick every game in the state of Alabama. Uh, we'll tell you about last week's games as we go along. First game we're going to pick, Brantley versus Sweetwater. Sweetwater been here a long time, familiar to this. Brantley, it's been a little while since they've been in the semifinals. Um, actually, last year they were in the semifinals. But I'm going to take Sweetwater because they've been here before. Undefeated season. These teams have played ten times. Sweetwater's won nine. So I'm taking Sweetwater. Last week, Sweetwater 41-7 to over Maplesville. Of course, Brantley knocked off Keith 20-14. to 14. This is tough. I mean, Sweetwater undefeated on the year. So was Brantley. One of those came via COVID forfeit. I'm with you. I'm going to take Sweetwater in this one. The other game in the South, in Class 1A, Pickens County versus Wadley. Uh, last week, Wadley defeated Woodland 27-0. Pickens County defeated Pick, uh, Decatur Heritage 60-46. to 46. Mm. I'm taking the Tornadoes in this one. I think Pickens County is going to beat Wadley and move on to the state championship game. Yeah, 60 points last week for Pickens County. Uh, I think they've just got too much offense. I mean, they're averaging you know 35 points a game or so. I know Wadley's averaging about 37, but just give me the experience. Pickens County, yeah. this time of the year, they're used to being here. I'm going to take the Tornadoes. All right. We're two for two, the same pick. <laughs> In this game, the next one in Class 2A, Mars Hill Bible at Cleveland. I think we're going to differ on this one. you got a friend that does radio for Cleveland. For Cleveland. Mars Hill. Or Mars Hill, I'm sorry. Um, Mars Hill defeated Spring Garden 42-19 to last week. Cleveland defeated Southeastern 39-8. to I'm taking Mars Hill. Uh, their only two losses are the big schools, Jasper and Coleman. I think they're going to move on their move on to the state championship game. Okay, so last week, just for the record, he picked Spring Garden to yes. knock off Mars Hill. Yes. So I think he's learned his lesson from last week. <laughs> now, last week I did pick Mars Hill to win, and uh, as much love as I've got for my guy Corey Thomaston, I'm taking Cleveland in this one. Okay, week. so we differ on that one. And then now the next game, Highland Home at Clark County. Clark County, first time they've ever been this deep in the playoffs. Got an experienced coach. He's been there with Sweetwater and other teams before. I'm taking Clark County over Highland Home. Highland Home is eight and five. They started two and six, or two and five. I'm sorry, and then has reeled off five wins in a row. Six wins in six a row. Wins. They've won six straight after their bye week. I guess I got a. Uh, straightened out there. They they must have done something in that bye week to rattle off six in a row. This is the first ever meeting between these two teams, but I think it will be a win for Clark County. Yeah, I think so too. I think they'll move on state title. 
as Arkansas wins the Battle Line Trophy. They defeat Missouri and move on. Eight wins for him. We'll talk about that a little Sam later. Sam Pittman, yeah. great coach. Done yeah. a great job at Arkansas. Yeah. So, the next game, Class 3A semifinals. Montgomery Academy versus Montgomery Catholic. I bet we're going to pick this one the same. I think we are, too. If you look at these scores, Montgomery Catholic has only given up, given up seven points. That's the most points they've gave up in any game. They've had seven shutouts. They're giving up an average of two points a game on defense. And they're averaging 50 on offense. Last week, they defeated Hillcrest of Evergreen 41-6. Montgomery Academy defeated T.R. Miller 28 to nothing. But what's the, most, what's the most important score on their schedule, though? They lost to Montgomery Catholic 42 to nothing. <laughs> the head-to-head. Back in September. I'm taking Montgomery Catholic. I don't know how you could pick uh, Montgomery Academy in this game, given given the head-to-head matchup. 42 to nothing. That's pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens by accident. No. Montgomery Catholic all the way. They are my state champion in 3A. It doesn't matter who comes out of the North. But we're going to talk about the North. Piedmont at Sachs. We've seen Piedmont. We watched them first round of playoffs against Sylvania. Last week, they defeated an undefeated Winfield team, 43-14. to And then Sachs defeated Fife, just right up the road here, 14-7. to Which was an upset. Yes. But Sachs can throw the football, and that's how you beat Fife. If Fife has a kryptonite, I would say that's probably it. Yeah, I think it is. A lot of their – I think that's how Geraldine beat them as they threw the football – Sorry, Sachs. I'm pe- I'm picking Piedmont in this one. Yeah, we talked. We you said that we mentioned, or you mentioned that we saw Piedmont a few weeks ago against Sylvania, and one thing that stood out to me that night was how physical Piedmont was, and and they're just locked in. You know, yeah. I know Sylvania played them hard for a half, but Piedmont pulled away in that third quarter. I'm taking the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think we're I think we both get that one. But whoever wins is going to lose Catholic in the state championship game. In Class 4A, the semifinal game, we'll talk about the one in the north. Aniana versus Madison Academy. You've seen both these teams as Scottsboro took on a, took both of these teams on at some point during the season. Last week, Aniana defeated Brooks convincingly, 56-28. to Madison Academy, a little tighter game, as they defeated Good Hope, 35-28. to I'm taking the Redskins in this game. I'm picking Aniana. Couple of twelve win teams you mentioned. The only loss for Aniana this year was a thirty-three nothing loss to Etowah, which was surprising to me. Madison Academy only lost one game. That was to Briarwood first week of the year, mm-hmm. and then they blew the doors off Scotts for the next <laughs> week, forty-two to seven. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Madison Academy. Okay, they were very impressive. Now both teams were, but you got a couple of kids on Madison Academy that I think will be playing Division One football. Not surprising. They've had several team, several players coming out of there that's played had D one offers and and NFL players. Yes, so Carryon Johnson is one of them. Jordan Matthews. Yep. Class four A in the South. The Jackson Aggies play in the Viger Tigers. I do believe is their their mascot. Viger defeated American Christian twenty six to ten last week. Jackson upset the defending state champion Hanley. 24-23. These two teams met back in September. Viger won 39-13. I'm taking Viger. 
Yeah, I always look at head-to-head matchups. And, you know, we talked about last week, Clay Chalkville and Gardendale head-to-head earlier in the year. And Clay Chalkville in that first meeting blew them away. And so I thought there's no way that Gardendale makes the second game close. Well, last week, Clay Chalkville won, but it was 50-44. to So you, you can't always go, you know, no. based on that matchup. But having gone through that whole rant, I'm I'm still picking Viger to win the game this week. Viger Viger's going traditionally they they're they're big, they're strong, they're going to ground and pound and be physical, and I think that's what wins the game. In Class Five A, Fairview on a tremendous tremendous run had a great season. Only loss so far is to Gunnersville, thirty four to nineteen. Last week they defeated Parker, who I thought would win forty four to twenty seven. Pleasant Grove defeated Center Point 49 to 21. The Aggies and Coach uh, George Redding. Aggies prior to this season never been past the second round. I think it ends tonight. I think Pleasant Grove wins and moves on to the state championship game. You mentioned Pleasant Grove knocked off Center Point last week 49 21 convincingly. And Center Point's a pretty good program. First ever meeting between these two teams. So. You know, you don't often see these matchups until you get this deep in the playoffs. I'm with you, though. I think it ends for Fairview tonight. I think Pleasant Grove wins and moves on. In the South, probably this is the state champion. Pike Road playing at uh, playing Andalusia. Andalusia's had a great season. They've lost four games, lost to Pike Road back in September 28-14. Pike Road just blowing people out. Most points they've gave up is 51, but they scored 40, uh, 76 in that game. And uh, I think Pike Road may be the state champion in 5A. They've only had a football team about five years after a hiatus of about 30 to 40 years. And I just think Pike Road's going to win this game. You know, Andalusia's helmets. Yeah. Really, they resemble Arizona's. Arizona. The difference is that Andalusia's been winning a lot more games <laughs> lately than Arizona has. No, you, you talked about Pike Road. They, they're just not giving up any points. And no, they're, they're just scoring a ton. I mean, they're averaging close to 50 a game. It, it's been a great year for Andalusia, but that, that great year ends tonight. Yeah. I think Pike Road moves on. And here's a game in Class 6A in the north. I don't know if you really call it the north. It's in Birmingham. Clay Chopville travels to Mountain Brook. Clay Chopville undefeated. They've shut out five teams. Mountain Brook, they've shut out six teams. Their only loss is to Thompson, 51 to nothing. It was a 51 nothing loss. Um, these two teams have played ten times. Shockingly, Mountain Brook has an edge of eight to two. Um, I'm going to pick Clay Chauvel. I think the Cougars have too much firepower. Uh, I think they'll out. I think they'll outplay. Mountain Brook in this one. You know, I'm getting really nervous picking the same teams that you're picking every time, (laughs) given that you won three games last week. But, you know, you mentioned Mountain Brook, 30 to nothing last week over Pinson. Yeah. So that's an impressive win. Clay Chalk will 50 to 44 over Gardendale. I'm picking Clay Chalk. Yeah, me too. Now... The 6A semifinal game in the South tonight is Hillcrest of Tuscaloosa traveling up to Birmingham to play Hueytown. That's amazing that you can split them up and it, it one will be in the South and one will be in the North, and they're all in the 
you know, the, the loop there in Birmingham. But last week, Hugh defeated Opelika 46-10, convincing win over Opelika. Uh, Hillcrest of Tuscaloosa had to squeak out one against Saraland 24-16. These two teams have met before 14 times, and they've split 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, Neither team have been past the semifinals. Um, Hugh Town's been there three times. Hillcrest Tuscaloosa's been there twice. So somebody is going to the state championship for the first time. I am going with – I'm going to pick Hugh Town. They're averaging 53 points a game. I I just think Hugh Town's going to win this game. Yeah, I was actually – you know, while you were hesitating about who you were picking – I was hoping you were going to pick Hillcrest Tuscaloosa <laughs> because I was thinking the same thing. I mean, Hueytown, by the way, the Golden Gophers, which is yeah. an interesting mascot, Hueytown, that's where Jameis Winston went to high school. Yes, it is. And Hillcrest Tuscaloosa is where Alabama's current tailback went to school. Um, I'm sure he'll be rooting for his Patriots in this game. Well, we certainly won't be rooting for his current team tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the Golden Gophers oh, of okay. Hueytown as well. Right. So you're going to pick Hueytown too. And the last game we're going to pick in high school is the state championship game for 7A next week. Um, I think this is going to be an exciting game. Um, don't have anything to go on, but – Your instincts. Sentimental <laughs> and, you know, knowing Coach Nick's, I'm yeah. – and I am not a Thompson fan, have not been. Um, but I'm going with Patrick Nix and the Red Devils of Central Phoenix. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, Thompson last week just took it to Hoover. You know, Hoover is – or Thompson is like the old Hoover. Everybody wants to beat Hoover. Right. Or beat Thompson now yeah. like they wanted to beat Hoover. That's why I'm picking Central Phoenix. Well, it's hard for me to pick against Coach Nix. Mm-hmm. And Caleb Nix, the quarterback down there, great. Telling you he's better than his brother. He's he's a good quarterback. Yeah. You you could make the argument he could be a little more accurate downfield than Bo. He is. But Thompson is just an absolute machine mm-hmm. over there. I as much you know, I'm going to pick with my head here instead of my heart <laughs> because I want I really want Central Phoenix to win this game, but I do think Thompson will win it. All right. So me and you only went different on a few games. Madison Academy, um, Thompson, Cleveland. So we, we went a little different on some games. You've got some catching up to do. Yes, I do. So yes, and we'll, might, we'll start picking basketball games too. Yeah. So <laughs> you might you might level it up when we start talking about but, basketball. You know, it should be an interesting night. We're about it's six six oh six, so we're a little less than an hour away from kickoff on some of these games. Um, but now we're going to roll into. High school basketball, which that is geared up and cranked up around our area. Well, quickly before we get into that, let's just briefly talk about what transpired last week. Oh, yeah. Let's with, talk about that. Yeah. So, Scottsboro received the, uh, Coach, the news. Coach Bell received word last week that Springville, who defeated Scottsboro on September 17th, 24-21 on a very controversial last-second mm-hmm. field goal, they were forced to forfeit that game due to an ineligible player. So that forfeiture became official the same day as the 6A quarterfinals. <laughs> Had that happened earlier, Scottsboro would have finished at 4-6. and six. Well, they would have been tied for, with Southside for fourth in 6A Region 7. Mm-hmm. 
but Scottsboro would have gotten the nod God. because of a win yeah. head-to-head against Southside. So, looking back, Scottsboro realistically probably should have made that trip mm-hmm. to Mountain Brook the first week. But I guarantee you, Coach Bell is happy <laughs> not to. As much as you want to be in the playoffs, you don't want to take a – what was the score? 60? 63 to nothing. Yeah, you don't want to take that. So – I don't, you know, I, I believe Coach Bell doesn't think there was anything going on with with all that. I, I think it was totally innocent. I think it, it might have actually come down to some kind of a, a number issue, a number issue with a number for the player or something. Hmm. But either way, Scottsboro should have been in the playoffs at four and six. Yes, but did not make it. But Southside got to take that loss <laughs> instead. But Scottsboro gets another win, and it, you know, upset. It. Four and six is a lot better than three and seven. Sure. So, but now we move on to the hardwood, and we'll talk about Scottsboro since they're the first page on my list here. Um, this past week, we've had some tournaments. Scottsboro is five and two in boys' action. Uh, they had two losses this week in a tournament, one home wood by 20, and then they lost to Anderson. They played some stiff competition down at Spain Park. Played a team out of Kingsport, Tennessee, I've never heard of, and won in overtime. Uh, Scottsboro girls played at Gunnersville. They lost both their games to Sachs and Good Hope. That puts them on the year at three and five. Then we'll move on. This is the shocker to me, and and I nothing to to Coach Brown and to to Coach at North Jackson. He coaches both boys and girls. The boys are undefeated. They're three and zero. Uh, they beat Skyline. They beat Pisgah at Pisgah. Yeah, Zeke Ballard, 19 points in that game for yeah, North Jackson. And then they beat Grundy County um, heading in. They play North Sand Mountain this coming Tuesday. Be a tough game up at North Sand. In basketball at North Jackson, North Jackson and Stevenson and Higdon are so close, you just drop up the mountain. Yeah. It's always a fun game. It's always a good atmosphere. And uh, it should be a fun one Tuesday night. Up at Higdon. Have you been out to the new gym at North Jackson since they? Yes, I have. It's uh, nice. Well, they, you know, they hosted county tournament a few years, a couple years ago. It's nice. Yeah, a lot better than the other one. A lot better. Um, North Jackson girls, un- unfortunately, are zero and three. Um, the section, section boys. Um, I don't have their tournament from this week. Clint, uh, the Clements tournament. I think they went two and zero. So that would put them at five and zero on the season. Five and zero on the season for boys. Uh, Coach Derek Wynn doing a great job there. They play Pisgah Tuesday night. So at Pisgah, um, they've got a tough game, a tough two games next week. They play two rivals, two area games, Pisgah, and then then they host North Sand Mountain. You know, and recently section knocked off Whitesburg Christian, ninety five to thirty three. Yeah. They were yeah. leading eighty six to twenty nine going into the fourth you look quarter. At the, you look at their games, I don't have the scores for the Clements tournament, but they beat Lindsey Lane 86-39. They beat Sylvania 72-45, to and then Whitesburg 95-33. to So they're scoring some points. I don't know if you mentioned Ardmore. They beat them 80-32. to Okay, so that's one of the Clements uh, games. Uh, then the girls for section uh, don't have their tournament games either, but they are one in – one and two, I think they won a couple at Clemson. At Clement, I won't say Clements, Clemson, but it's Clements. Um, so that would put them at three and two on the year. Also, I do not have any. I think we have those later. Then we get to North Sand Mountain. North Sand Mountain. 
uh, played at Woodville this past week. I do not have their scores, um, but they were 2-0 and going into Thanksgiving week. Northside Mountain Girls were 1-2 and going into – no, 1-3 and going into Thanksgiving week. Then Friday night, instead of going to a football game last week, I went to a basketball game. I drove up to Eider. Um, both teams were undefeated until I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> then they lose. Um, sorry to Coach Smith and Coach Pruitt, but, uh, you know, both teams are on the uphill. Uh, they're they're going to surprise some people this year, uh, especially the girls. You know, they've beat some teams already that you wouldn't think they would have won. Beat Sylvania, any yeah. state runner-ups. Uh, they beat Boaz this past week at Geraldine. Uh, played a close game with Sandrock, who is traditionally good. Uh, the boys, on the boys' side, they are 4-2. and two. Both teams are 4-2. and two. So, out the gate good going into area play next week. Fort Payne, after both teams, boys and girls, started 0-2. Now, they're 5-2. They have uh, reeled off... Five straight wins, both of them to beat Etowah, DAR. Played it. Uh, both teams won the Glencoe shootout this week. Always a tough tournament early Thanksgiving. Now the Plainview Bears. They have played a stiff schedule. Yeah. Um, They're playing up in class. Yes, they are. For sure. And it will help them down the road. They've played a couple of 7 8 teams. They have. They, they lost to uh, Austin. Austin lost to Oxford close. They beat Huntsville. Beat Huntsville. Beat Gadsden City. Uh, and then they played two teams over in Georgia. They played a Columbia team over in Georgia. Lost in overtime. Beat West Morgan by 30. Um, the girls have lost two games. One to Prattville Christian, who is always good in Class 3A. And then they lost to Oxford. So, Plainview basketball, they're going to make some noise again this season. Then, I don't have any scores, but we've got records. Uh, Pisgah boys are three and two. Pisgah girls are four and one. Only lost in overtime to um, the Skyline Lady Vikings up at the Sky Dome. That was that was on last week, I believe. Yeah, while we, we were recording, yeah, and it went to overtime after after we turned ended the the podcast. It went to overtime. That was a comeback win, I believe. Yes, for Skyline. they were down four or five points. Yeah, whenever come we back were, and won. Yeah, Skyline. Boys are four and two, and girls are three and three. After starting zero and three, zero and three, they've won three straight. Won three straight. Um, Sylvania boys are one and five, off to a slow start. Girls are three and one, only lost to Eider. Uh, Fife is just getting their legs under them after football season. The boys are zero and three, but I'm sure that will turn around. And then the girls are one and four. I'm sure that they'll get some wins on the left side of that column as the year goes on. I want to bring up real quick Scott's first girls team uh, and their win over Westminster Christian. Okay. 77 to 9. Wow. Uh, that that was almost history. That was one point from setting the record for the largest margin of victory, which was set back in the 84-85 season when Scottsboro defeated Edwall 95 to 27. Scottsboro led 22 to nothing after one quarter. They led 41 to 3 at halftime. Wow. And 65 to 9 after three quarters. Wow. Jada Edmondson led Scottsboro with 14 points. Uh, Bree Sexton chipped in 12, but just a almost a historical night for yeah, the for the I, Lady Wildcats. I was going to say, I'm sure Greg Bell would have known that. I've got his 
stat book for the history of Scottsboro basketball somewhere in this office. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it's a big margin of victory. Um, and then on the boys' side, the Westminster coach is going in. Coach Ronnie Stapler is going in the State Hall of Fame as the State Hall of Fame was announced this past week. Um, now, since so we get ready, next week we should have – it may not be next week. It may be the week after we'll have the seedings for the Sand Mountain Tournament. It's getting close. It'll be the week before Christmas. The 68th edition coming up. Uh, always a fun week. Uh, we're the Sand Mountain teams in Jackson and the Cab Counties play each other in the longest running holiday tournament in the state of Alabama. Nice. This is the 68th edition, um, so it's always fun. I've had the pleasure of emceeing it several times. Going to get to this year. It's at North Sand Mountain, so you'll have to take the trip up to North Sand to. Uh, play this year and uh should be a fun week funny story steve Livengood and i called a, a basketball <laughs> game out there once and you know i love going out to higdon and watching football basketball everything mm-hmm. uh they love their teams out there but you know in that gym out at north sand mountain if you're ever trying to get out uh you know on the radio yeah it's, it's really difficult yes and yeah. i remember steve Livengood and i resorted to his flip phone <laughs> uh, and we were sitting shoulder to shoulder in the stands calling wow. that game one night uh, and if you ask Steve, he, he would tell you that that flip phone has saved us. It has. So many times It over saved the years. us, too, before you came along. It's, it saved us a lot. Um, me and him did a game at Skyline. It was a it was a, a playoff, a sub-regional game in basketball. And we had the headset. And uh, Kevin Adams, he, yeah. he, he was back at the station doing the game and running the board for us. And me and him couldn't hear anything. Me and Steve could not hear him, couldn't hear anything. And he finally, uh, Kevin called us. He's like, and we're like, we can't hear you in the headset. He's like, but it sounds great. <laughs> I'm like, okay, because it sounds awful in our ears. Um, but as we move on now to, this is a fun week. We've had games last night. We've had games today, yeah. college uh, football. I just flipped over North Carolina and NC State. Uh, NC State leads 7 to nothing with 12 minutes to go in the first quarter. Significant. Important yeah. game if you're a Clemson Tiger. Clemson's watching you, that one. Closely. You need NC State to lose, and you need Wake to lose tomorrow to Boston College. Yes, if but it, it's all for naught. If NC State wins tonight, then NC State still has a chance, but Clemson's out. Who would have guessed that Clemson would even have a shot at this point to make it, given the season? You know, they've turned around. They, the, the offense is playing better. I, I still don't think he's the. I call him DJ because I can't say his last name. <laughs> I don't think he fits there. He's a great athlete. I just don't think he fits at Clemson. It's just hard to replace Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. It's hard to replace Deshaun Watson. But yeah. they, you know, a couple of first-round draft picks. And Alabama lost to both of them <laughs> in the national championship game. But uh, yesterday we had the Egg Bowl. Uh, and Ole Miss ended at 31-21 to beat the Bulldogs of Mississippi State in Starkville. Um, and that game really wasn't as close no, as that was. No, it was looked. not. I, I woke up at – I went to bed and, and I woke up and saw the score. It was 31-9. to 9. I'm like, okay, going back to bed. After all that food, you had to <laughs> – yeah. you had, um, took a nap. But Ole Miss, shockingly, in whatever hundred-some-odd years of football, have never won ten games in the regular season. Which, you know, a lot of – you know, when they were good in the 40s and 50s and 60s, they only played ten games in the regular season. You didn't play 10, 11 or 12, but 10 and 2. 
Uh, looks like if everything holds serve, uh, they're probably going to get the New Year's Six bid to the Sugar Bowl. That's what they're hoping for. Yeah. Now, what throws a monkey wrench into that, if if Alabama doesn't make the playoffs, Alabama will be sitting in New Orleans. If if Georgia if Georgia beats Alabama next week in the SEC championship game, Alabama will go to the Sugar Bowl. Yep. And then that probably kicks Ole Miss. I think they still make a New Year's Six, but I think they'll go probably the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I, you know, we'll talk about it more next week. But I think that's a very realistic scenario given what I've seen from Georgia this yeah. year. Uh, good luck scoring enough points on that defense to beat them. Yeah, but it's always Bama and Georgia, and they've been crazy games. Can, can Georgia win the big game? And, that's and we'll the get question. Into it. Now, they beat that's, Clemson. That's the And, yeah, I, I, you know, I know that this is not the Clemson team that they were the last couple of years. But, but it was still a national. That was, that was week one. This is – you're you play the SC championship game and you're undefeated. You're two games away from playing for a national championship game. You know that first game though is tough because the yeah. the other team yeah. has all off season to prepare for you. Yeah. So anything can happen. Looking back on that win now for Georgia, it wasn't the best win against Clemson, yeah. but you know it, it. This should be interesting next. I week. think next week at three o'clock, I will be on the edge of my seat for three <laughs> hours, and uh, I hope. I hope that it comes out the way of Alabama, but we've got a game tomorrow night or tomorrow at two thirty that we'll talk about here in a minute. Do we have to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, we're going to talk, we talk about that game. Um, right now, games that are going on: NC State's going on, um, TCU and Iowa State are going on. TCU just announced a little bit ago they got a new head coach, uh, Sonny Dykes, going to come over just across town. He's just got to go from Dallas to Fort Worth. And, uh, he was at one point the coach at, at East Carolina, right, Sonny Dykes? He was the coach at Louisiana Tech. I thought he went from East Carolina there. I uh, don't remember that, but he was the head coach at Cal. And, uh, I remember that. And that was a debacle. But, uh, and then he, they've already announced his replacement at SMU. Rhett Lashley, the offensive coordinator at Miami, I, I'm shocked at that, that they would do that so quickly. Um, and I don't know. I don't I'm know. thinking of the wrong person at East Carolina. That was Lou Holtz's son, Skip, who Skip. got fired today. That was Skip at Louisiana Holtz. Tech. I'm sorry, I made that. He mistake. got fired today mm. uh, at Louisiana Tech. I was. I'm really disappointed. TCU didn't hire Deion Sanders. I was hoping that might be Deion. It will be the next head coach at Florida State. I really think so. Do you think Norvell – no, they play Florida tomorrow at – I think it's 11. I think FSU wins. And if they win that game, Norvell keeps his job. Yeah, they get a bowl bid. Yeah. Um, That's just – so that would be their sixth win? Yes. After starting 0-4, that would be the first team ever to start 0-4 and get a bowl bid. But, you know, that's a that's a Florida Gators team they're playing without Dan Mullen, who was yeah. fired. Yeah, that's big news. I knew it was coming. I knew it had to be coming after losing South Carolina. But earlier today, Cincinnati ends their regular season and undefeated against East Carolina, 35-13. to Nebraska, 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 Nebraska. 21-6 lead, loses 28-21. to Good thing that they, they lowered Scott Frost yeah. by out because I but, think he's got one more year. One more year. If they don't make a bowl next year, I don't think he keeps his job. Um, Arkansas won 34-17 over Missouri. Texas won after losing seven in a row, uh, 22-17 over K-State. K-State. Who would have guessed that they would lose to Kansas but beat K-State? K-State, I, and, uh, yeah. UAB wins. They ended up 
I think they finished nine and three. Uh, uh, 42-25. And they lost a heartbreaker to UTSA last week. Should have kicked the field goal. Um, Coastal Carolina today beats South Alabama 27-21 in overtime. Um, Malzahn wins today, 17-13 over South Florida. Um, Games tomorrow. You start off with clean, old-fashioned hate. Georgia is going to roll into Bobby Dodd Stadium and roll out with a big old win. Um, I think Georgia Tech doesn't have a chance. Georgia Tech can hate all they want, but they're still (laughs) going to lose tomorrow by a lot. Georgia's favored by 35 points. Yeah. And they may cover. They may cover that, yeah. Um, The other game at 11 o'clock, the game, as they call it, I still – I don't know if I'd call it that. You know, (laughs) I know it's a good rivalry and all that stuff, but – they're not in the same state. They got pro sports up there. They need to come to Alabama and live for 365 days and deal with Alabama and Auburn people going at each other. Alabama and Auburn could be playing checkers, and people would just – it would be awful. And, and that was what makes it fun. You know, the state of Mississippi is the same way. The state of South Carolina is the same way. But the best – the best rivalry in in. In the, I think in, maybe in sports. In, in sports. I mean, it's Alabama-Auburn. Now, the best game to watch is in two weeks when Army-Navy play each other. Yeah. I love watching Army-Navy, but the best rivalry is alabama Maybe the most intense. Yes. I don't know. That one last night, they do not like each other. But it, honestly, it, that was probably one of the more clean egg bowls that you know, I've seen in a long it, time. Crazy stuff happens in the egg bowl, and they say – Dirty stuff to each other, you know. Over here, the game's pretty much it's intense, but stupid crap don't happen. Like you, you gonna pee on a a goalpost? No, yeah. it, it's just crazy things happen. Yeah, like in the game. Yes, especially got, at Jordan Hare. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, now maybe not tomorrow. That's the only thing that that's the only thing in the back of my mind. It's in Jordan Hare. You know, you Bama fans are just haunted, all right? <laughs> now, from an Auburn perspective, I, I, listen, I understand you guys have been on the other side of yeah. kick six. You guys yeah. have been on the other side of the canback, mm-hmm. which was at Tuscaloosa. But I, I understand you guys are haunted by some pretty mm-hmm. vicious losses. But Punt, Bama punt was yeah, – I just – I don't foresee something like that happening tomorrow. As much as I would love to see it, yeah. I don't see it. Um, but back to the game that we were going to talk about, Ohio State-Michigan. I think this is Harbaugh's best chance. And and I am rooting hard for Michigan tomorrow because I just want Ohio State out of the conversation. You know, well, you want some you want you want a buffer in case Alabama loses to Georgia. Well, you know, here's what I think is gonna happen, or what could happen, and what could throw a monkey wrench into everything. And I'm sorry guys if y'all hear my son <laughs> crying. Um, but um, you Houston could beat Cincinnati next week, and that just throws a monkey wrench into everything. Um, but I think Michigan wins tomorrow. Are you taking Michigan? Or are you taking? No, Ohio no, no. State? I can't. I, I just can't. I, I mean, Jim Harbaugh. He just. I don't see him winning. He. When has he ever won a game of that magnitude? When since he's been he in Michigan, he hasn't, he hasn't won. But I think it changes tomorrow. I. I understand why you want Ohio State to lose. <laughs> I, I really do. And I'm not saying I wouldn't mind seeing them lose, but I'm still. I think Ohio State's going to win. And I don't know how many games in a you row know, that would be that they. A won. lot of people want to see Georgia and Ohio State play, 
If they do, Georgia wins. I don't know that anybody's beating Georgia, just to be honest. But if Alabama can't win it, if they can't beat Georgia, I want Georgia to go win it because Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. But if they play Ohio State, you know, all week long I listen to XM Radio and listen to all these shows on um, ESPNU Radio and all these Ohio State people call in. And they're like, you know, blah, blah, we're going to Alabama kicked the crap out of you last year. Kicked the crap out of you. I don't know that they would this year. But Georgia's built the same way. And Georgia probably would too. They will beat the crap out of Ohio State if that happens. I, th- I bet if you looked at the line right now, Georgia would be a, a double-digit favorite. You know, when Mark Rick was at Georgia, I thought there were some years that he did that it's almost like, how could Georgia really get a lot better well, Kirby Smart's gotten them a lot better. They, they are in a different place. They should have won in 2012 if they'd managed the clock right. They should have won the SC Championship game. Well, And they would have beat Notre Dame. You know, I, I know that I'm an Auburn fan, and but don't get me wrong. Being an Auburn fan, it's not really easy whenever Georgia and Alabama are where they are right now. Because yeah. they're, they're right up there. But I, I think this Georgia team is, is, is just way better than anybody else. I think they're on a different level. I still think the offense has some flaws in it, maybe. And it just depends on what defense, if they play a good defense. Ohio State can't. I mean, they beat Michigan State 56-7 last week. Yeah, it's Michigan State. You picked Michigan State, by the way. I did. (laughs) And I'm picking Michigan this week. But if you can't run the ball on them, you're not going to stop them. But on to the next one. You think Wake wins tomorrow? Yeah, I, I mean Wake nine and two. Who saw this coming? Nine and two for Wake Forest, six and one in the ACC. Here's your little trivia question: The last time Wake played in the ACC title game, they played Georgia Tech. Do you know who the offense coordinator was for Georgia Tech? Patrick Nix. That was that when Calvin Johnson was there. Yes. Okay. And Georgia Leary. Was it? Uh, wow. Or yeah, I think so. Um, other games tomorrow. There's no other games in the in the one o'clock in the eleven o'clock slate. So well, Florida, Florida State, but I think Knowles win easy. Alabama, Auburn. I think the spread's nineteen and a half. No, it's twenty and a half. It's, it's increased. It's too big. It's too big. I don't think so. It's too big. You know, you're always more pessimistic about your own team, and I can hear it in your voice. It's, it's too big. I mean, the the spread last week against Arkansas was 20 and a half. The spread against LSU was 20. It's too big. I mean, but it's like Coach Saban said this week. Alabama's going to get the best shot of everybody. They're going to get Auburn's tomorrow. Um, And, you know, there was a neat article on AL.com this week uh, talking about – talk to Alabama and Auburn coaches about their first experience being a head coach in the game. Um, I did not know that Malzahn didn't use red pens. Um, Bill Curry, his wife paid cash only for everything because she charged something on a credit card and it was, you know, super superstitious. Um, I think the last Auburn coach to win their first one was Malzahn. Um, Terry Bowden won his first one. Uh, Tubby did not. Bose did not at Alabama. Saban didn't win his first one. That was seventeen to ten in Auburn. And mm. but you're picking Alabama. 
oh, yeah, I'm picking Alabama. And I, I think it's going to go one of two ways, and I think there's no in-between. Alabama wins big or they lose close. You know, I don't really know what to make of this Alabama team from an outside perspective. I know you watch all their games. Now, I I kind of keep up with them. I don't watch all their games, but I do keep up with them as an Auburn fan. That that They've had some games this year that have been closer than I would have expected, including that game last week against Arkansas, which they yeah. won by, what, seven points? Mm-hmm. If Auburn had Bo Nix, if Auburn had Anders Carlson, which they lost – you know, Auburn lost both those guys in the same game that I was at against yeah. Mississippi State. I think Auburn could win the game if they had those two guys, honestly. Yeah. At Jordan-Hare in that situation, I, as much as – T.J. Finley last week to me against South Carolina looked – he looked pretty good. I thought he looked fine. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about, you know, coaches and doing certain things. And, so, you know, I wonder if Derek Mason watches film. Sometimes, <laughs> because Auburn's defense this year has been atrocious. Yeah. Coming into this year, my biggest concern was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Well, as the year's gone on, the offensive line has looked okay, but Auburn's secondary has gotten torched yeah. all year. I don't trust Auburn's secondary against those Alabama receivers. I don't trust Auburn's offense to be able to consistently put up enough points, especially in the second half, because they've been able to – I mean, they've completely melted away in the second half of games the last couple of weeks. The problem that concerns me, and I didn't think this would be a concern going into the year, is Alabama's offensive line. The ends can't block soul. Uh, But Auburn has no pass rush. That's been an issue for Auburn. Alabama does have a pass rush by the name of Will Anderson, and he's coming. And – you know, you watch Mississippi State get they can't stop it. And uh, I just think if Alabama – that's what will get Alabama against Georgia is our offensive line is not what it needs to be. There's been some a lot of injuries, and we've shuffled them around. And Georgia's defensive line is yes. monstrous. Yes, yes. But the only thing that keeps us in the game is the man at quarterback. And he threw five touchdowns yes, last week. Five hundred and sixty-one yards school record. Five touchdowns is not – he tied a school record because that had been done before. But five hundred and sixty-one yards passing, he could have thrown for six hundred. I remember not too long ago when Alabama was not known for quarterbacks. No. It, but we've won three Heisman trophies. And yeah. No. Quarterback hadn't won one. They've turned it – when they changed that offense. Yeah. When and, Lane Kiffin showed up. Yeah. And, that, that and changed. you look at – Quarterbacks we've had in, in history, you've had Namath, Pat Trammell, uh, Kenny Stabler, yeah, um, AJ McCarron won three rings. I mean, and none of them won a Heisman Trophy. They handed it off to the guy behind yeah. him a lot. And but now, is you know, Deontay Smith had a great year last year. Matt Jones finished third in Heisman voting, and then Najee finished fifth. Yeah. How do you do that? And I, you know. Tomorrow, I the Auburn play calling at times to me has just been unbelievably bad. I mean, you go back to the Penn State game, the two-point conversion, the the trick play coming out of the locker room that resulted in a fumble that ended up – I think Penn State scored a touchdown on that yeah. drive that changed the whole dynamic of the game. Last week, you get South Carolina fourth and one. You know, Tank Bigsby's getting three or four or five yards of carry, and they run a go route on yeah. fourth and one. I, if it's not – if Auburn has a chance tomorrow, Tank Bigsby is going to have to have a monstrous game. They've got to keep Alabama's offense off the field. Which you run the ball. Yeah. You're going to have to run the football effectively. Yeah. And 
You got to commit to it. The big thing too, you saw it against A and M. I think you, you, Alabama goes back and plays that game ten more times. Alabama wins it now. more than likely. Uh, the crowd had an effect, and if Auburn needs the crowd to be in it tomorrow, and if it's not, then it's going to be. I think Alabama by seven. That's closer than I think. Yeah, Alabama by seven. I think Alabama wins it by at least a couple of touchdowns. But I will say, again, I think the only formula Auburn has to win that game tomorrow is you've got to take pressure off Finley. And and how do you do that? You run the ball Mm -hmm. with Tank Bigsby. You eat up time of possession, keep Alabama's offense off the field. You get it to where he does not have to win the game. you, you got to win the game somewhere else. You limit the possessions yeah. that Alabama has, which puts more pressure on the Alabama offense to make to capitalize on each one. I think that's the formula, but that's a lot easier said than done for Auburn tomorrow. I, I think Bama's too good. I think Auburn's just got too many problems, too many injuries. Yeah. And hmm. – well, I was going to open that and try to look at something, but looked at it the other day. Alabama and Auburn, when they play each other, and Alabama's ranked and Auburn's not. I think Auburn's only won twice in the last 25 years. There's some stat out there where Auburn, when they've won nine games, Alabama's never beaten them or something. Hasn't. Ever. Haven't. Well, Auburn's only won six this year. If um, uh, I just don't, I don't if, see There's it. another stat that if, if Auburn has – Four more losses, Alabama wins the game. But that game, that stat, if Auburn's won nine or more, I think that's post Bear Bryant era. Okay. Because there is some, there was some years that Auburn had won nine games and Bama beat them. That 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 stat sounds weird because considering how long these two teams have been playing each other, you would think at some point along the line that Auburn yeah. would have gotten nine wins and lost against well, them. The punt Bama punt game, Auburn that was their ninth win. Uh, but Alabama was undefeated in that game. Uh, I, I think Bama. If wins. they're both ranked, Auburn usually wins the game. Uh, now, granted, you know, crazy things happen at night at Jordan here. I was at Kick Six. I was on the field after the game, and it was an unbelievable. I was at night. Danny's house, and that was. I'm sure Danny was pretty the, excited. You know, it was me and Christina and Danny, and then two other people who were Alabama fans, and Danny and Christina were fine. You know, they hollered, and, you know, I did too. And, uh, I had to get up and walk and because I thought, well, it's, it's, if, if he misses it, we're going overtime. Right. And I'd be darned. It, and it looked like it was going in and come up, what, five yards short? I was in the student section. I was in the end zone where Chris Davis caught the kick. And I was sitting on the right side, the right side of the field goal post. And so he was kicking it in front of me from right to left. And it looked to me originally like it was going to be it was good. Good, yeah. But then it kept drifting to I the right. Kiff, we've got another Kiffin. And but, then, and, know, and I, didn't, I didn't even see Davis until he caught the ball. I didn't even see him standing in the end zone. Yeah. And I didn't know he scored until the far end zone. Yeah. They were going absolutely nuts. Yeah. And at that point, everyone stormed the field, and they were still reviewing to see if he'd stepped out of bounds. And I'm like, tackle him, tackle him, and. It, we had the slowest – we didn't have any of our skill people on the field. You know, they were all – Offensive line. Yeah. You know, they are out there to block punt, right. block field goal, or to block for it. And I, Up until that point, I can't remember that ever happening to win a game before. It hadn't. I mean, it's it, happened twice it's happened. since. Well, it's happened before. It had happened before that, but not, not like a walk-off win no, in yeah. that fashion. 
That's, especially in the, in that kind of game in that magnitude. And you know, it hit lightning in a bottle. Malzahn hit lightning in a bottle. It was the week after the prayer at Jordan yeah, Hare. And and then that and then um probably should have won the national title. If uh, Trey Mason had taken a knee on the one yard line yeah. uh and ran some clock off, they beat Florida State yeah. in that game, I think. And um a game that Miles uh, that uh, Ch- uh not Chizzy, uh Jimbo says if Alabama plays in it, they don't beat Alabama. Florida State doesn't. Uh, they probably shouldn't beat Auburn. But uh, it's this is the only time the state stands still for three hours. And, you know, my wife doesn't care one bit about it. And, but I'll have it on TV. and You're going to be awfully nervous. Being I, on the edge of my seat. I, I won't be nervous tomorrow. Um, I I think the expectations for Auburn are pretty low in this game, in my opinion. If they win, it'll be unbelievable. But I just can't see Auburn having the firepower. I think I posted on Facebook that a weird, you know, Auburn is. I think since I've been alive, they're they're what seventeen and sixteen, something like that. And Including that, the sixth straight, there. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's you know that's post Coach Bryant. Yeah. You know, prior to that, it was very lopsided domination. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and if you think about it, if they had played, you know, it's 40 years they didn't play. Right. But over stupid officials, couldn't over $6. It was over $6 that they didn't play for in the, in the state legislature had to get them to play. And uh, if you take those years, Auburn had good years in the 30s and 40s, and so did Bama. And if you look at those years, well, this is the 85th meeting. They would have played 125 times if they'd played those 40 years. But they probably wouldn't have played all 40 because you had a world war there. Um, but it's it, tomorrow is a fun day. It starts off with Michigan-Ohio State, and then it goes to the Iron Bowl. And then at the end of the night, you get Bedlam. Could be the last yeah. Bedlam, regular season Bedlam. It's almost like you're gaining Texas and Texas A&M, which is a yeah. huge game in the state of Texas. Yeah. But you're losing Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, which is also a huge game. Yeah. And that game tomorrow, that might be the game of the day, honestly. I mean, as far as ranked opponents, I think Oklahoma State is 7th and Oklahoma yeah. is 10th. You know, it's that or Michigan-Ohio State. But, you know, I don't know. We're picking this game. Yeah, we are. Um and I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm with you. I'm, I think I like Oklahoma State in this game. It, it's Mike Gundy has that Oklahoma State team. It, it's like they're just they're competing the for crazy, championships, or they're just not very competitive. The crazy stat is though, he's only won twice in 16 years as the head coach. That I, I don't know the numbers, but that rivalry against oh, the you know, it's lopsided. It's super lopsided in favor of Oklahoma. They've only won. Oklahoma State's only won seven times in the last 50 years. It's ridiculous. Now, it's at Oklahoma State tomorrow. It's in Stillwater. Okay. Yeah. I think the Cowboys are going to get it done tomorrow. Yeah. I think they do, too. And I think if Baylor wins tomorrow, I think that knocks Oklahoma out. Um, and that would be fine with me. Because uh, Oklahoma and Ohio State, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm just tired of hearing it. Those are the only two teams that have beaten Alabama in uh, – in significant situations recently. Uh, well, Oklahoma, Clemson, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's not beat us in a playoff. Uh, Oklahoma beat us in uh, um, Sugar Bowl because Alabama didn't want to be there. 
in 13 when we lost to Auburn. Um, Clemson. I know it's love hate because you like Dabo but don't like Clemson. I don't think Dabo's the next head coach at Alabama. I don't. I don't know who the next coach at Alabama is, but I know that whoever takes that job is taking that job to get fired. Yeah. Because that's Ray Perkins. Try following, <laughs> yeah, try, try following, you know, in my opinion, the greatest college coach of all time in Nick Saban. You know, you know, a lot of people debate that. And the it, reason I say it, that it goes with eras. You know, Coach yeah. Bryant was the greatest in his era. Sure. Coach I, Saban's the greatest in his era. Um, it's the same with race car drivers. You know, it, everything changes. You know, they have different elements they got to go deal with. Coach Bryant could sign every tailback you wanted to and just have them at Alabama. Coach Saban can only sign, what, 85 scholarship players? That's it. And you have to recruit more. You have to. You can't just go out and get everybody you want to get. And on top of that, you've got a lot more distractions. Yes. Social media, media. and – there's a the world is a lot different than it was when yeah. when Bear Bryant was there. But yeah. I, I think given what Nick Saban has done in this era of college football and all that it is now, I think that I, in my view, from the other sideline, mm-hmm. he's he's the best college coach I've ever not certainly that I've ever seen, but I think maybe ever. I don't. I think you could make the argument he's the best ever. Yeah, I, I think he's the best in this era. You know, if he wins, he's already won seven. Coach Brown only won six. The next closest is Newt Rockney. He won four. Or Frank Leahy won four at Notre Dame. And that's when Notre Dame didn't even play in bowl games and they only went by polls, which is beyond me. Um, But, uh, you know, speaking about media and everything, you know, Alabama, the community about the university lost in Tuscaloosa lost a great, probably, in my opinion, and not because he he writes Alabama, he wrote for Alabama and the Tuscaloosa News, but Cecil Hurt's probably the best sports writer ever in the state of Alabama. He's been covering Alabama since '82. He started in the spring of '82, coach going into Coach Bryant's last year. So he started with Coach Bryant at 22 years old. He's 62, so he started at 20. He's been doing it 42 years. But to have that perspective going from Coach yeah. Bryant to this yeah. era of Alabama and, football. You know, him and him and Paul Feinbaum started the same year in a state. In, you know, Feinbaum uh, wrote for the Post-Herald. And Cecil stayed in Tuscaloosa and wrote for Tuscaloosa News. You know, could have took more money and went somewhere else. But he stayed there and you just think about what he's covered. You cover the death of Coach Bryant. You cover uh, – he's covered seven national championships, if you count 92. Uh, the debacle with Mike DeBose and Mike Shula. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, he covered Auburn. You know, how many Iron Bowls – crazy Iron Bowls has he covered? Uh, Pat Dye winning it for the first time in 82. Uh, 85, the kick, the first trip. To Jordan Hare, um, was that 88? 89. 89. Yeah, and then they didn't come back till '93 because uh, the contract was already signed for uh, that. But and then you cover all the one possession Iron Bowls that you look at. You know, 
all were one to five point games. And he just covered, you know, I didn't, you know, we live up here and we didn't get the Tuscaloosa news all the time, but, you know, he'd call in and talk on Feinbaum every week and you'd hear him and they'd have him on, you know, if something broke on ESPN, they'd have him on there. And he just, the way he covered himself, covered Alabama and covered the state, uh, lost a, a, a good sports writer, a great sports writer. Uh, an institution in the state of Alabama. He's lost, unfortunately. It was not to COVID what some people think. He died of pneumonia. Complications of pneumonia was not COVID. So, he will be missed. I don't know who will take his place, but he'll have big shoes to fill in that newsroom. So, but, uh, hey, 14-0 NC State. North Carolina's fixing to score. I think we're watching Clemson's ACC hopes die evaporate yeah. before our eyes, and right they're going to get to go play in the Cheez It Bowl in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando is not a bad place to be this time of the year. No, uh, it's it's probably in the low eighties and sunny and yeah. But you know, quick, we got about three minutes left. Uh, Alabama won today. Auburn won today in basketball. Uh, Auburn beat Syracuse. That's a big win yesterday, though. Overtime to UConn. Double overtime. Yeah, double overtime. Uh, I think the Iron Bowl on hardwood is going to be fun. Yeah, Alabama is currently currently ranked 10th. Auburn is currently ranked 19th. You know, you've got a couple of really good teams. Auburn this year, yeah. I think, this team Auburn has, I think has a real chance to make a run yeah. in March. I think Alabama does too. Um, if they don't make it back to the Sweet 16, I will be disappointed as an Alabama fan. Um, I think they've got a chance. I think Alabama and Auburn and then Kentucky are the three best teams in the conference. I don't care what people say about Tennessee or anybody else. I just think those three teams are going to be hard to beat, especially on their home floors. And Alabama has to play Kentucky twice. Uh, I don't know who Auburn has on their schedule, but that's – Auburn's got a couple of nice – non-conference wins the last couple of days. They beat Loyola of Chicago yesterday by nine. And today they absolutely took care of Syracuse. They won 89 to 68 tonight over Syracuse. So a couple of resume building wins. Should be fun. But, man, it's been fun. Week three, we'll get this uploaded and everybody can hear it. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hope everybody has a good week.